Hello! What is up? How are you? How are you feeling? I am excited for today's episode. I feel like I say that every time, but I truly always am excited to do this podcast. I know I'm being annoying and inconsistent with it, but this is our 15th episode. (laughs) And I've literally never even thought I would have a podcast before in my life. So I'm proud of myself. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's get you some updates on the fucking tea. I went home to Connecticut to visit my family for Thanksgiving. That is where I'm originally from. Uh, And also to help my sister with her photo shoot she was doing for her business. And she texted me like two months ago and was like, I'm having a photo shoot. I need you to pose me. (laughs) What? I know. Me? Right? Liz King? The girl with the most ridiculous looking content grid on the face of the planet? Oh yeah, babies. You're just getting to know me. Not to suck my own dick, but I'm really good at it, and I love styling photo shoots. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that analogy. I love saying that, though. I love taking pictures for my friends and posing them and, like, setting up photo shoots, and I've done it for professional photo shoots a few times. Not paid or anything. Like, I'm just happy to be there, and I'm excited, so I'll just do them, like, with no payment, which probably isn't good, but um, but usually it's for somebody that I know, and they usually bring me along just, like, to help them feel good and confident, and then kind of direct them in what they're doing, and I know them, um, and let me tell you, my sister, that bitch looked fucking bomb. She looked so good. The poses were on point. The set was on point. The photographer and videographer were great. It was such a good time. And I thrive behind the scenes on a photo shoot. I don't know why it's like my secret obsession. And I love making other people feel good and confident. And I'm the hype girl. I can tell when you're getting tired. I know when we need an outfit change. I know when you're getting hungry. I always have food ordered an hour beforehand, even though when you say you're not hungry. Okay, because you always look a thousand times better with food and fuel. You do. Oh, it was so much fun. I'm still buzzing from it, obviously. And you know what? I've never, I think about this all the time, but I've never vocalized it. I wish I could take each and every single one of my clients and you guys and direct you guys through a sick ass photo shoot because it doesn't matter size, shape, confidence, what you look like. You are fucking amazing. And you need to experience that at least once in your life. Anyways, oh, um, oh, so also, other tea, I'm sure you're wondering about my <laughs> uh, special friend. And uh, there's nothing really to report. Yeah, things are, things are going well. It's, it's weird. Am I keeping my finger on the trigger the entire time, waiting for some weird shit to go down? Yeah. Do I literally punch the air whenever I feel an ounce of joy? Yeah. I was talking to my therapist about it, and I was like, yeah, things are going great. But of course, of course they're great. Of course they're great in the beginning. That's what people do. And she's like, yeah, that's the honeymoon phase. And I'm like, yeah, honeymoon, great, but I'm already looking for ways to get divorced and what kind of damage that's going to cause me and what's my turnaround time going to be before I feel normal again after it ends. But those are my own cynical projections about relationships. Otherwise, things are great. (laughs) He's doing a really good job. Oh, and he totally listens to this podcast, by the way, guys. Like, 
the man is fully aware of my mental state and all the fuckery I put out into the world via social media. But it's kind of cool because, like, I haven't been involved with somebody who is actually, like, supportive of everything I'm doing on my platform. So it actually feels really good. I know this might sound weird. Like, duh, support, bare minimum, Liz. But it's, it is kind of a lot to deal with. And I am literally coming uh, from a past relationship where I was referred to as cringy and embarrassing for posting TikToks and just, you know, being myself. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> that always feels so good. <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, things are going great. Um, no complaints. Nothing really to report. Um, yeah. But I'll, you know, I'll keep updating you guys. I'll keep updating you guys. So that was a lot of tea, guys. Look, look at my life, like, getting more interesting. Look at me go. Okay. That was a lot of tea. But um, I am so fucking excited for this. Let's just get into it. We're going to play a little game called Overrated versus Underrated, where I take fitness trends and tell you if I think they are overrated or underrated. Now, this is opinion-based, so if you don't agree with me, that is okay. You are allowed and entitled to your own opinions. So am I. I'm going to share my opinion and then educate you about why I feel that way and then also provide you evidence and facts and things like that. If you want to go ahead and do your own research and all of that, totally fine. I actually encourage you to do that. Um, if you do want to have an, a discussion with me about any of these topics, you can DM me and we can kind of figure it out from there. Um, but again, just saying this is it's mainly educational, but some things are opinion-based, but I will let you know, like, when it is just my straight-up opinion. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Um, I also asked you guys uh, to submit a bunch of topics that you wanted me to discuss on Instagram, and you guys have such, you guys are so good. Like, you guys are so good at interacting. Okay, so number one, first up, push-pull days. Such a good one. For those of you who don't know, push-pull days is um, referencing a type of workout split that isn't the typical legs, arms, core, back, etc. split throughout the week. It's organizing each exercise into a push category or a pull category. For example, push exercises would be chest press, overhead press, squats, Bulgarian split squats, um, because you're pushing. The primary movement is you pushing away. Whereas pull exercises are things like bicep curls, bent over rows, um, deadlifts, lat pull downs, things where you're you're pulling. And I know deadlift can actually be a little controversial because it should be like a push and a pull technically. So some people can do those on both days. But we'll leave that to the Reddit warriors. Uh, it's not going to matter long term as long as you're doing it at some point during the week. Okay, so I think that push-pull workout splits are underrated. It is amazing for building strength. It doesn't require you to completely annihilate just one part of your body. Uh, it And also helps increase muscle mass in all muscle groups um, instead of isolating them. And then also increases the amount of time spent on each muscle group, which is very, very important for um, any kind of muscle development, but also like getting tone, fat loss, um, weight loss, anything like that. It's really effective for that. Um, it's great personally right now. I'm doing a little bro split. So I call it the bro split. Um, so like I'm doing all legs on one day, all arms on the other day and so on. And then kind of increasing my frequency throughout the week of, and like doing legs again and a couple of different times, mainly because I love 
just like creating a nest in the gym. I'm like really big on personal space. And if I'm going to claim a squat rack or a deadlift pad, I'm going to stay there the entire duration of the workout. Like I'm not going to be walking from machine to dumbbells to squat rack in between and working out and being like, are you using this? And like, like I'm going to be over here, but no, now I got to switch. Like, is that the right one? Like, do I, am I good here? Like I have a little, I have social anxiety, believe it or not. I've, I've, really worked on it um but it still definitely uh <laughs> comes out at really opportune moments so like I would rather die with a banana peel in my pocket versus getting up in front of the whole class to throw it out I'm one of those I'm gonna pick a spot in the gym and I'm gonna stay right the fuck there and you can do that with push pull um I have done it before but right now mentally like I just enjoy my bro split I enjoy just like collecting all the things I need and then just like staying in one little spot and like just working on arms and just working on legs and things like that I've just been enjoying that recently but I do alternate on and off just depending on my mood (laughs) so um but otherwise uh they're underrated I think everybody should try it I think it's a really effective and really great way of switching things up and uh training your body Uh, to get to any goal really all right next number two 12 3 30 4 weight loss okay I remember this one this was all over TikTok and I know it's gonna make a bunch of comebacks before it dies just because that's what trendy shit does for those of you who don't know about 12 3 30 it's a cardio routine where you're set where you set your treadmill to three miles per hour at 12% inclined, I think, which is like the highest, and then walk for 30 minutes. I think it's the highest. Don't quote me on that. It's overrated. I think it's overrated. It's extremely overrated, especially for weight loss. The only reason why people may have lost weight from doing it is because they were creating a slight calorie deficit. And that might not have, that might not have even been due to the 12-3-30 method. That's one thing you have to keep in mind when people claim that they lose all this weight with any workout routine because typically when people start an exercise routine, they also alter their nutrition whether it's on purpose or not. So like you don't know if they stopped drinking soda every day in an attempt to get a little bit healthier as well, you know? Yes, you're burning calories with the 12-3-30 and that could potentially put you in a slight deficit if you're going from doing nothing to doing that. But also, besties, let me say this. Yes, you can lose weight just by doing cardio. But if that's all you're doing, you're just losing weight. You're not going to be building muscle or getting toned from it. Like literally the only thing that changes is the number on the scale. Okay? Yes, it, it might might show up a little bit visually, but 12-3-30 is an awesome cardio routine. Don't get me wrong. It's great to do if you like doing it a few times a week, but... The only thing you do need to lose weight is a slight calorie deficit, which you can do through so many other ways. It doesn't necessarily have to be this specific method. It doesn't mean that it's going to be any different or any more effective. You just have to be in a calorie deficit and you just have to be doing something that you love doing. So if you love doing this, go for it. I want you to do it. Do it all the time. I don't give a shit. But for me, it's very overrated. (laughs) Um... So I it's it it just is just because of all the hype that it's gotten and people saying that it's so effective for XYZ reasons where 
you don't know the entire story and everybody's so different. It's not something that's going to work for everybody or something that everybody can enjoy. But again, if you enjoy it, go for it. Great. If you don't like doing it, there's a million other ways to lose weight. Um, the only reason anybody loses weight is because they're in a slight calorie deficit. Okay. Next. Oh, <laughs> intermittent fasting. Okay, so this one's going to ruffle some feathers. Oh, and keto. Okay, I'm just going to pair these together. So intermittent fasting and keto. Okay, so basically any like trendy diet, but I know these are kind of like the hot ones right now. Um, and I'm just going to pair them together because I have the same answer for both. Overrated. They are so overrated. They're just repackaged calorie deficits. Intermittent fasting just limits the, t- the amount of time of day that you are allowed to eat, which is like, okay, cool. Doesn't sound so bad. I can eat whatever I want as long as it's within this time frame. But now hear me out. Everybody's different, but <laughs> you're literally training yourself to binge eat. A lot of people pick up binge eating from restriction and not eating at certain times of the day or skipping meals to try to cut calories, but then end up overeating or closet eating uncontrollably or going really hard with cheat days on the weekend, you will lose the same amount of weight eating in a normal calorie deficit and not putting yourself through that shit. Also, it's really unsustainable long-term. Like, are you going to be invited out for breakfast or brunch with your friends and then not and not go or not eat because you can't eat until 3 p.m.? Fuck no. You better not. I, I will fight you. I will come over. Let's do this right now. I will fight you. Does eating that brunch take you out of the calorie deficit that you're in? No, not necessarily. As long as your daily total and weekly total and monthly total is still within a good range, like you're not, you're not overdoing it. Does it matter that you're eating at 12 instead of three? Hell no. The only reason you will ever lose fat or lose weight through intermittent fasting is because you are consuming less calories. Again, a calorie deficit is the only way to lose weight as long as like your hormones and all that are controlled and and all that like I'm not not talking about that side of it I'm just talking about this like trendy diet thing okay so (laughs) it's just putting you in a calorie deficit the time of day that you're actually eating your body does not give a fuck your body does not give a shit literally it's taking energy it's doing its little mechanisms it's dividing it it's like putting it into things that it needs to be put in if there is extra energy it stores that for fat because it's like hey we might need this shit later when we can't eat again for 18 hours. So it really is just kind of putting you in that cycle of restricting and then going really hard. And sometimes you can find yourself actually starting to binge eat from it and stuff. Obviously, everybody is different. And keto? Sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. Fuck keto. There. I said it. I don't care. Intermittent fasting isn't nearly as bad as keto. Keto is all about restricting the different types of foods that you can eat and doesn't allow carbs, which like that never ended well for anyone ever. Literally, like you've never heard of somebody cutting carbs and like having like a good life (laughs) and they might be in denial about it. That's totally fine. Unless they have like an allergy or something and it really did change their life. Like, I mean, totally fair. Everybody's different, but like 
it just it just hasn't like it really just hasn't helped someone unless you did have a condition where you couldn't process them but that's also a very rare and intricate situation any diet that cuts carbs limits any food groups is literally teaching you how to have fear foods not to mention it's taking you so far away from eating intuitively and honoring what your body wants it's it's disgusting keto is super overrated same thing with intermittent fasting the only reason keto ever worked to help somebody lose weight was not ketosis none of that shit it's because it put you in a slight calorie deficit because instead of eating sandwiches every day for breakfast lunch and dinner and then ending the day with a giant bowl of pasta you cut those calories out and substituted them for something with maybe higher protein and higher fat which kept you full for a a couple of moments but you cut calories overall because you're not volume loading those carbs so intermittent fasting is overrated keto is a big fuck no from me um also because the amount of clients that I've had that have come from doing keto it fucks you up mentally and sometimes physically no offense guys but like if you've ever done keto you know that shit left you with some real mental scars and has kind of altered your perception of food. Retraining your brain to eat intuitively and enjoy all foods in moderation is extremely different and extremely difficult after a hard keto cycle. It's crazy. So 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Intermittent fasting, like I said, it's not as bad. If you want to try it, maybe do it on like the weekends or something when you're already sleeping in until 10 eat at 12 between like 12 and 8 and call intermittent fasting like but if you feel yourself like counting down the minutes until you can eat just end it like it's not worth it there's so many easier ways there's so many better ways I'm I'm done okay I'm done with this topic <laughs> get me all getting my I'm getting my own feathers ruffled <laughs> everyone's like I don't care Liz and I'm like I care all right next up next up next up 75 hard I've done it and loved it felt so proud but no habits stuck This is the message from the person. They've done it. I've never done this. Okay. So overrated 1000%. Like somebody took something that could have been so cool and such a good trend and then put it on fucking steroids so that only the most neurotic of people could possibly succeed long term. 75 hard is, what is, let me look up the rules. Hang on. Okay. According to Google, The 75 hard challenge rules are, one, follow a diet. I guess it could be any diet. Work out twice a day for at least 45 minutes with one workout outside. Okay, so you're already dedicating roughly two hours to exercise per day. Um, Drink four liters of water per day. Read 10 pages of nonfiction each day. Okay, take a progress picture each day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Perform a random act of kindness. All right. Okay. Take a five minute cold shower. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So totally overrated because why are we working out twice a day? And why does it have to be for more than 45 minutes? That's just excessive and incredibly unmanageable. Could you enjoy a 45 minute gym sesh and then go on a long walk outside with your friends some days? Fuck yeah. Absolutely. But like That's on your day off. You can't maintain doing that long-term every day. Okay, follow a diet. All right, what diet? Four liters of water per day? That's totally unrealistic to suggest that based on people's body weight. Like, you can literally get water poisoning. If you are, like, five foot tall and 100 pounds, like, that's way too much water. 
like I always say I usually give a range like between 1.5 liters and three liters a day is generally good is a good decent range for people of all sizes okay reading sure whatever uh random act of kindness great five minute cold shower seems doable but like why who wants to do that never have I ever been in a normal situation where I wanted my shower to be cold maybe after being in the hot sun in Cancun after like seven margaritas yeah a cold shower sounds lit it sounds probably necessary at that point as well but like otherwise no thanks also it doesn't really have anything to do with fitness really they say like it helps it can boost your testosterone levels and shit like that but like Nah, just if you want to do it fine I think sometimes it can have a, a couple of other benefits like some people do it just like mentally and all that great if that's your thing go for it <laughs> like and the point of this whole thing is if you miss one day of doing this every day you have to start over again <laughs> so literally if you just don't take a cold shower every day you have just start over from the 75 days Talk about all or nothing mindset. It's literally training you to fucking miss one little thing and give up on everything. That's the exact same thing as like one of your tire popping, one of your tires popping and you just slashing the other four and being like, no, we have to start this over because I can't just change one. I have to change all of them. Like, no, thanks. So, yeah, uh, totally overrated, extremely unsustainable, which is also why you couldn't stick with it. So don't feel bad for not sticking with it. I know you probably liked it, probably felt good, but make your own 75 hard challenge, okay? And then don't be like such an asshole to yourself when you miss one thing. Just be like, oh, I didn't take a cold shower today. Like you don't have to take showers every day. Like I don't think that's abnormal. Just just make your own, create like five different manageable and sustainable habits and then try to stick to that for 75 days. I think that's great and only have it be like three things because literally you can only like the human brain can only change or start three new habits at the one at one time and even that is like incredible like starting three habits at once is like crazy so like choose like one to two things that you want to want to change and then work on those and then once you get those down then you can add some more things okay all right next Fasted workouts. <laughs> Overrated. It doesn't make any difference. In fact, your workout might be hindered by the fact that you haven't had enough calories. If you do work out really early in the morning and don't want food because it makes you feel sick, fine. But otherwise, working out after not eating or fasting is so pointless for everything other than your ego. If you're trying to lose weight, it's not going to do shit. You just have to be in a calorie deficit. Okay? Like normally. For, for like date, like over a long period of time, like a manageable one. Okay. All right. Next. <laughs> I feel like all of these are overrated. <laughs> okay. Weighted hula hoops all over TikTok. Mm-hmm. What do you guys just guess? Guess what I'm going to say. Guess. Just guess. Just guess. All right. Overrated. This is the same exact answer as the 12 3.30 because yes, going from doing absolutely fucking nothing to hula hooping and moving around for an hour a day in front of the TV will possibly put you in a slight deficit, which could cause you to lose weight. 
but it's not going to change the way your body is shaped or anything other than from weight loss the weight loss aspect some people are like oh because the hoop is pushing into my stomach it's actually like changing how thin my uh my waist is (laughs) I don't know why I didn't I couldn't think of that so a lot of people think it changes the way that it's like they're shaped but the only reason that happens is because you're probably losing uh, weight as well um so yeah overrated for results however it does look pretty fun I'll give it that and if hula being in front of the tv every day helps you move and gets you up from your sedentary job fucking do it like I support that any kind of movement that is fun and makes you feel good will only make you feel better and help you get to your goals with a better mindset Like, I hope you know I'm not knocking any form of movement. I love all movement. I think it's all wonderful. But I think people can really take some things out of context, especially with all these insane claims all over TikTok and social media. If you like doing 12, 330 or hula hooping or, you know, like literally whatever you like doing, that is that's amazing. And like, that's going to be good for you regardless. So Overall, so like I I deem this one overrated. Like I think it's overrated in terms of like getting specific results and weight loss things just because you can do that through so many other ways. It's literally just comes down to creating a calorie deficit. But like I think it's a great way. Like I think it's so much fun. I think it's like a great way to like get up and move and like keep you keep you in that. And if you do it for for long enough and then you're also like making little changes to your diet and stuff like that, like yeah, it can it could potentially be effective. But like is just hula hooping that effective? No. And that's why it got an overrated, but I do think that if you have fun with it, fucking do it. Like I really want you to do it. Okay? I stand all movement. I'm just explaining the evidence back part of it. Okay, guys? All right, next, body weight for strength training. Okay, this one is a little controversial for me, a little tricky. I'm going to go with underrated. But my first reaction to this was overrated, and I'll tell you why. The only reason why I feel like body weight exercises would be overrated because is because I feel like it's pressured onto women so much, especially in the... I don't want to get bulky kind of way and it's just so unnecessary also it can be difficult to use progressive overload with when you're just using your body weight after a while so it doesn't have the same effect on your body um and like building bone density and things like that as as much as lifting weights do and it can be pretty limiting for people with joint injuries and other special conditions because body weight exercises are really hard I did, however, go with underrated because I think there are so many incredible benefits of body weight strength training, but using it as a supplement to weight training as well. I think a lot of people think they need the gym, they need machines, they need heavy equipment all the time and actually get stuck in that routine when they should be when they should be incorporating things like push-ups, pull-ups, planks, like things like that, like really, really great foundational bodyweight exercises. And I always throw in bodyweight ex- like workouts for my clients once in a while because it's really, really great for your body, building strength all over um, to practice moving in that way because a lot of heavy-weighted exercises can also cause a little bit of like 
a little bit of immobility. Like if you're going really hard and like only practicing very specific movements all the time, your body is going to adapt to those movement patterns. So it is really, really helpful to like switch it up. I do think body weight exercises should be incorporated into any workout routine. Um, It doesn't have to be excessive. So I do think that they're super underrated for that. It also helps because you don't need a gym. You don't need equipment. You can do them anywhere. I think they're really important to know about and to practice so that you can keep doing that and you don't feel like you need a gym. You need equipment. Like you need stuff like that. So I think that it's a really, really great supplement to uh, any fitness routine. All right. Okay. Next. Ankle weights. <laughs> Overrated. I don't feel like saying much about this one, but what I can say is that you are not doing what you think you're doing with ankle weights. Um, unless you are training to tread through knee-deep water or mud, you don't need them. That's all I'm going to say. You can disagree if you want. Okay, wait. Okay, unless here's Here's also another way that could be used. Unless you're an amputee, you have no other way of holding onto weights other than strapping it to you, to your arms or your, or your legs, fine. Okay? Resistance training, if you need to have it strapped to you instead of if you're incapable of holding it, fine. But other than that, just lift normal weights. Trust me. All right. Hit. H. I-I-T, high-intensity interval training. Ooh, I'm sorry, guys. Hit is overrated. Ooh. Hit's overrated if that's the only thing that you do. I think there's, like, this insane pressure to do hit if you're trying to lose weight or get toned. Yes, it helps burn some extra calories, but it's not possible for everyone to do and not even a good thing for people to do, especially people with hormone imbalances um, and special conditions like that. I think it puts too much unnecessary stress on the body and ramps up your appetite and hormones um, in a way that might not necessarily be favorable. Look, like I used to be the hit queen. If, If I wasn't gasping for air and sweating my tits off, I didn't think it was a good workout. I always felt like pushing myself so hard to that breaking point meant that it was working and it actually caused a lot more problems for me personally down the line than it than it helps. I think hit is great to do once, maybe twice a week tops and that's really it. Unless you're training for a sport or race or something that requires that specific amount of stress to be placed on your body so that it can adapt, hit is it's, it's not necessary. Uh, I think it again I'm not bashing any movement like I said I I just I just think it's so overrated in the fact that like people think that they need to do that in order to like lose weight or lose fat or get toned and it's just so that's just so not it like that's so far from the truth there's so many other things that you can do I I just don't like the pressure behind it on most people because it's also a very slippery slope Typically when I'm working with people who are coming from like very intense HIIT workouts all the time and then we start moving into more to like a little bit of a like more like heavier weight rate, uh, hate, <laughs> it's the remix, <laughs> moving more into a heavier weight training routine, 
they are like shocked they're like I feel like this is like so easy like I'm not sweating I'm not breathing hard like I'm not doing this but in reality like that's exactly what their their body needs and sometimes it's really hard to reprogram your brain to think like okay I don't have to be feeling like I'm on the brink of death to actually be doing something because that's again like I said that's so far from the truth there's so many other ways to do things and I think a lot of it is just finding what's right for you if you really enjoy doing hit hell yeah, go for it, do it, but don't expect these kind of like insane results because it can cause a lot of unnecessary stress on your body, Um, but like some people's bodies react really well to that. It's more about just finding like exactly what works um, for you and like what is, and actually doing the right thing for your goals because a lot of times we go in, we have a goal and we go into it not necessarily doing the right thing and then we get upset and frustrated when we do feel like we're putting in all this work especially through hit like one workout you're like okay I should be at my goal right now because it was so fucking hard (laughs) um you you get really discouraged when you're not really getting that like feedback when it it takes just amount the, the same amount of time to get to your goals doing a weight retraining routine or doing something a little bit less like stressful and like less intense um it's just gonna take the same amount of time so uh yeah I think it's a little overrated um just just for that purpose okay I'm gonna move on reverse dieting underrated or justified because I do feel like it does get a lot of hype um reverse dieting is when you have um so if you've been on lower calories for a while and then you stop seeing progress because your body is adapted to a lower energy and calorie intake, so then you start slowly adding more food and calories to bring your metabolism back up and overall increase your calorie intake. It is really effective and I think it is underrated for the most part. I think a lot of times when people stop seeing progress with weight loss or fat loss through a calorie deficit, they keep lowering their calories when that's not necessary nor always the safest thing to do. Some people will lose more fat or weight when they do start reverse dieting, even from eating more. Some may gain a little bit, but as long as you are in a workout routine that is supporting that metabolic growth and adaptation like strength training and like, you know, incorporating some cardio and like doing doing a lot of things for your body um, that are going to, to help that kind of adaptation, you're going to be way better off in the end. Like I say this all the time. <laughs> weight loss and fitness progress isn't linear you are going to fluctuate a bit so even if your goal is weight loss if you lose five pounds like expect to gain it back a couple of times before before you like really lose it and that's just how it that's just how it is it's not linear at all like you need to get comfortable with losing and gaining weight and not have it affect you emotionally because that's just how things go especially when you're trying to ramp up your metabolism when you're trying to get your body to work more efficiently you have to train it to do so so it's just training your body to work better and it's not a straight road. Like, it's impossible for it to be linear. So, yeah, I think it's super underrated. I think it will save a lot of people from go- getting in too low calories um, if if they were just much more educated about it. Um, but, again, it is scary doing it yourself, uh, especially because you, you don't want to reverse all of any, like, weight loss progress or fat loss progress or anything like that. But, like I said, 
gaining weight as well as losing weight is something that you do have to get very comfortable with throughout your fitness journey because it doesn't necessarily always mean it's like a bad thing okay we kind of need to erase that stigma behind gaining and losing weight because it could be muscle it could be water it could be nutrients it could be a little bit of fat which isn't bad like none of those things are inherently bad it, it just when it when everything becomes like excessive and it does put stress and and problems on your health and your quality of life like to you if it starts bothering you fine but again get comfortable with gaining and losing weight if if that's part of your part of anybody's fitness goal honestly um but yeah reverse dieting is very very effective and very underrated okay booty bands i'm going to have to go with overrated just because it's been such a craze for so long look I use booty bands. Don't get me wrong. I think everybody should have them because they are really, really great for activating your glutes during your lifts. Like squats, deadlifts, I use it mainly for hip thrusts, but that's also because I'm using heavy weight with it as well. It just adds a little bit more tension on the glutes that I wouldn't normally get and sometimes I need on some days when I'm like, not really able to make that mind to muscle connection so I'm not really able to feel my glutes sometimes because I do work from home even though I am training most of the day I am also sitting most of the day so sometimes the glutes get a little inactive but the band only workouts like the ones where you're just using a booty band they're not going to be as effective as you think and you really only need to do like one or two activation exercises before you work out if you really need it otherwise pairing the band with your heavier lifts is gonna be is great and really effective and I think it can help a lot of people um the band alone isn't going to make your glutes grow maybe a little bit if you've like just started and you've literally never done exercise ever before they're called newbie gains okay take advantage of them if you haven't already it only lasts like a couple of months and when you first start working out. But once your body adjusts to the band and it's it's not going to progress past that point. So it's not going to cause any insane glute growth or anything like that. I love using them on my older clients as well because it does help them feel and activate certain muscle groups in their legs. And then we can use it in other parts of the body as well, um, especially for people where their connection isn't isn't great. So like mind to body connection isn't great. Um it can, it can really help. I mean, believe this or not, like it can really help with people um, who do have a little bit of like trauma and kind of like dissociate from their body sometimes. Like it can help like really bring awareness and like strengthen that connection with your body. Um, so, I mean, I think that they're, they're overrated in the way that they've been crave, crazed on social media, um, but also underrated for all the other benefits that aren't as cool and sexy. <laughs> um, but I do think everybody should have one anyways I do think it's a really helpful tool um, to help you like feel things and activate things but it's when you're just doing booty band workouts and things like that it's not going to do what you think it's going to do you're not going to like get these insane crazy results just from doing that all right okay someone said shake weight <laughs> obviously underrated that's a given I'm not going to explain that one if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> no, that was sarcasm, guys. I feel like I don't have to explain that to you guys. I feel like you know when I'm being sarcastic. At least I hope so. I feel like if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you know. 
So maybe I shouldn't add that in. Maybe I'll cut that out. Maybe I won't. We'll see. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so this is one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I do choose favorites. I'm not. Get over it. Tracking calories versus listening to intuition. This is such a good fucking question. Like, great topic. So, to me, tracking calories is so overrated. Now, hear me out. No one should have to track calories for more than two to three weeks tops in their entire lifetime. Now, the reason why it's okay, and I think it can be helpful for a short amount of time, is because, okay, I understand everybody should have a general knowledge of caloric and nutritional values of certain foods. I think that can be helpful. And that's only so that you can problem solve in the future. I have some clients that start with me and have no fucking idea. They don't have any knowledge of calories, portion sizes, or anything like that. So that's when I would give them a a week, maybe even a couple days sometimes depending. I do recommend tracking for a week or two because once they get the idea of what's in everything and like what portion sizes look like um, and how to read a food label – after you get used to all that, it's redundant. So it really only takes a couple of few, a couple of weeks and it's really pointless after that. You're just training yourself to turn food like one of the most joyful human experiences into numbers and then what it makes you look like. It's fucked up. Calorie counting can be really fucked up. Calorie counting for a long time will only make you more disconnected from your intuition and enjoyment around food. I swear. I mean, of course, everybody is different, but I can confidently say the majority of people that have counted calories have not been the same since Uh, or counted calories for more than six months in a row. They're not okay. We are not okay. We are unwell. We're not. We're not okay. I counted everything for years. Years. I can look at a food now and tell you exactly how many calories it is. And what its nutritional value is. But I don't plague with I don't plague myself with that anymore. I can do it if I wanted to, but I don't. Honestly, like it made me so fucking miserable. Like I just don't think about it at all anymore. Which is great because I put in that work and that effort to really fix my relationship with food and kind of recover from that moment in my life. Eating through your intuition is highly underrated. I think there has to be a balance of being aware of what you're eating. And also eating through intuition. So mindful eating. One of the main things that I teach my clients is how to become much more connected with that intuition around food. And I swear it is the coolest fucking part when they come to me and are like, wow, I'm actually just living and enjoying my meal prep and everything is easy and I'm actually not stressed about food anymore. I can enjoy a dinner out and not even think twice about I can enjoy a dinner out and not even think twice about it, whereas before I would feel guilty and shameful because I'm not at my goal yet and I'm out enjoying things when I shouldn't have been. Like, it's truly phenomenal when my clients get to that point and it's like it's possibly one of my favorite moments because then they're able to enjoy everything in moderation. They've stopped demonizing the foods for caloric and nutritional contents and instead of having extremely negative emotional reactions around food, And like shit that's supposed to be fun and a beautiful part of life 
it can move on from it so much easier and there's no need to stress or make up for it or practically punish yourself for anything and honestly when I start my clients I and I give them their real their their meal like recommendations and goals I am like very rarely worried that they will get to that point like I have so much confidence in the shit that I'm giving them that I know they're going to do well because what ends up happening is your body will start self-correcting Meaning the more you do, you do the meal prep and you make sure there's, you're getting protein sources and all the nutrients that you need, you start feeling really fucking good. Like you start feeling more focused, more energized. It's easier to wake up in the morning. Your workouts feel better. So then you will have something maybe a little bit heavier, like pizza or burgers or a bunch of cookies or or whatever, whatever your, your choice is. Your body is actually going to react accordingly to how that food is digested, meaning you're not going to feel as good consuming more processed things or heavier things like that versus what you're used to when you're used to eating the meal prep and and like being on that track all the time and you're actually able to recognize it you can feel it you can quite literally feel how like how food affects your body based off of like what what kind of like food it is and don't get me wrong worth it 100% worth it sometimes like the pain I've been in from food sometimes like I think sometimes it's worth it. Like when you get a period craving and you're like, it's over. I'm eating everything. Like it feels good. Sometimes that feels good. And I think that's necessary sometimes. And I think that's a really beautiful part of life. But your body is going to be the first to tell you it's not feeling as good. And then you're like, oh shit. I kind of miss my other food because I felt so much better. I was productive. I wanted to move my body. It helped me focus versus feeling that sugar crash or tired or bloated or having that brain fog. I have so much confidence in my program that I give to my clients because they become like addicted to how good they feel. And of course, have the pizza, have the burger, have the cookie as many times as you want. I highly encourage everybody to just roll with their cravings because the more you tell yourself you can't have something, especially your bo- something that your body is craving, the the more you're just pushing, the more you're disconnecting yourself from from your body and what you really want. And yeah, you can push it off for a day, maybe a few days, but you're going to give in eventually. And when you do give in to that because you've been fighting it for so long, you're going to go hard, way harder than you would have if you just enjoyed it at the time when you were craving it. So say it's pizza it's Tuesday, you have all your meal prep ready. And for some reason, you can't stop thinking about pizza. Just get it. You'll have a couple slices or more, whatever, and move on. Go back to your meal prep the next day. It's not going to affect your progress or anything like that. You're going to feel like, (laughs) are you going to feel like ass from it? Yeah, probably, but that's fine. But it's so much better to just have it and get over it because then you can get back to everything, like being on track the next day. If you do push it off, you're going to have the entire pizza plus so much, so many more things because in your brain and your body is going to say, oh my God, this is the only chance I have to eat all the things I've been craving and needing and you're going to overeat and then binge eating enters the room again. It's a very slippery slope, but yeah, that's my, le- that's my rant. Calorie counting is overrated. I think we should really practice on eating mindfully and eating everything in moderation. If you've been doing, if you've been calorie counting for more than two months, this is your sign to stop right now. You know what portion sizes look like by now, honey. You do. You know how many calories are in most things. You do. 
you don't need to keep putting tracking everything you already know let's be real you're using it as a crutch start living life meal prep like normal you got this okay start respecting your body and what it needs but also start treating it so well that you actually become addicted to feeling good all right okay guys so I've been I'm burnt out There are actually so many more questions, so I am going to do a part two of this, but I wanted to get some of this out because I asked you guys last week and I just want to stay on this role that I'm on. So I'm going to push this episode out. If you want to enter any more um, overrated versus underrated topics, I would happy, I'd be happy to receive them through DMs. I'm going to make a part two of this because there's a lot more that I didn't cover that I really want to and I think is important to cover. But thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited for the next one and have a wonderful day.